Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Happiest Podcast on Earth, where today we will be giving, first off, a spoiler-free review. You heard that right, spoiler-free review of Cosmic Rewind, the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride over at Epcot. And then after that, it's going to be spoilers galore. So when we tell you spoilers are coming, you better hop right off if you don't want to hear it, because you can't blame us. Can't blame us if you hear something you didn't want to hear. Sorry. But anyways, friends, I am AJ Mulholland, and I am joined today by Andrew Bailey. What up? Nick Lee. Hey, everyone. And Nick Foster. Hola. Nick squared. We love it. We love it. Awesome, friends. Well, all of us have rode Cosmic Rewind once, twice, four times, a bazillion times, whatever it may be, whether it be for cast member previews, the D23 stuff. So I feel like we have a pretty good understanding of our feelings, whether it be good, bad, ugly towards this ride. And I'm super excited to get into it with y'all. But first and foremost, like I said, we're going to do a spoiler free review. Does anyone want to try to do this without giving too much away first? It's fun. It's a fun roller coaster that launches you backwards. Don't, that's it, a spoiler. No, it's not. Because yes, it they is. They okay, announced that so long pretty ago. Dumb. I didn't. I yeah. didn't know it was a thing. <laughs> well, then you live I didn't, under a rock. If you live under, then <laughs> I didn't know until someone was like spoiler-free review, and then they talked about the backwards launch, and I about threw my phone into the ocean. I didn't know it went backwards. I feel like. I feel like. It is pretty known at this point. And I feel like, but we won't tell you when that happens unless, of course, you continue to listen throughout this entire episode and then you will hear when it happens. But um, (laughs) yeah, I think there's a lot of new technology in this attraction that we, well, I I guess maybe you can't say a lot, but there is new technology in this attraction that we haven't seen before at Disney. And um, it's a blast. It is so much fun. It is very much Honestly, I feel like that's the best spoiler-free review you can give is just it's fun. I've described it before as like my new serotonin ride. I feel like I always have one or two rides within the parks where every time I get on it, I get off and I'm smiling the whole time. I'm smiling on the ride during the queue afterwards. It's it's just a fun time. It's Where would you guys rank like your top five Disney attractions? Does it fall within your top five or like- And I mean, when I say Disney attractions, we're not going to count anything outside of Walt Disney World, like specifically Walt Disney World attractions. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even if the ride wasn't great, the queue, in my opinion, is a probably the best queue. I was going to say, even if it wasn't like the IP, that that ride is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say it's amazing. Let's say, I mean, you did just random music scores and stuff. Like, I mean, if you wanted to make it like, let's say, like a Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket type, comparing it directly to that, it, it absolutely demolishes it. And take oh, take yeah. the Guardian stuff out of it. Just the ride system in general is incredible. And a lot yeah. of people think that they're going to take that ride technology and take it to uh, Disneyland Tokyo Space Mountain. They're completely, yeah, that's what I've seen. I've seen like people posting about that, which yeah. I think would be incredible. Yeah, I definitely would put it in my top three. I would actually put it number two. Rise of the Resistance is my number one, and I know people have opinions about that attraction as well. It's the love nostalgia it. for me with Star Wars. I just love it so much; it makes me feel like a kid. But this attraction was, it was incredible. Like. I, I can't say it enough. It is so much fun. And I think that everybody should like, just try it, just experience it one time. But that does lead me to uh, s- some more questions that have been popping up about motion sickness. 
So do you guys like struggle with motion sickness? Did this no. give you any motion sickness? I think after the third time I did it, like <laughs> maybe, maybe. Which, granted, most people, especially when it opens to the public, will not be riding this three times in a row. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I will say like eat food before you ride it. Maybe not like a ton of right before. Meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I didn't eat breakfast the morning that I rode it with Nick Lee. And I had been up for a couple of hours and um, yeah, I don't normally get motion sickness, but I did after the first ride. You know, I have um, a theory on this. Yeah. Go ahead and finish. But I, I have a theory on why. And I don't think no, it's I, because the ride. Oh, I'm interested. Go ahead. I, th- I think if you closed your eyes on this ride, you wouldn't have a problem with it. I strictly think because it doesn't turn that much. I think you were so focused on trying to watch one thing. I could, I would compare it to like reading in a car. You might not get car yeah. sick, yes. but if you're yeah. reading in a car and it messes with you, yeah. I think you're so focused on focused on the visuals, what's happening. Things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have read um, certain people say, and it, it's like kind of held true for me. And without you know spoiling anything, you if you're trying to avoid motion sickness because it's something you may be prone to a lot of people say to watch the track and it does help a lot there is so much happening during this attraction and there's so much for you to see um so it would be a little bit of a bummer because you're going to miss out on a couple of things but if it's like if you start to feel queasy or if you're starting to feel motion sickness watch the track and it helps a lot it's almost like you know, staring at the horizon when you're on a boat or something like mm-hmm. it gives you something to focus on. Um, and it definitely makes a difference. And it's challenging sometimes um, to watch the track because your head is having to turn in different directions. See, um, and I would have said the opposite because I'm one of those people when I go on a ride, I try after the first time I ride it after that, I try to see what's going on, see how the track is, see how the mechanics work. So I was whipping my head back and forth, trying to look at all these different things and I got queasy versus like the times where I wrote it and I just stared straight ahead, watched what they wanted me to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. I felt mm-hmm. much better that way. So I guess that's really like what, yeah. what you think your queasiness level and or what usually takes you off. For me, moving my head around really does it for me. So if I stared straight ahead, I was fine. But, you know, some people, they need something to follow. So if you're able to follow that track, that's yeah. a very good point. It did. It made a difference. And I got a little bit of motion sickness the first time I rode it with Nick. And then the second time I was a little better, which is interesting. Don't know how that works. Um, I don't know the science behind that. But then um, I got to do the D23 preview and we thought we were only going to get to ride it one time. But when we showed up for a check-in, they were like, hey, we wanted to surprise you guys. Like you have full access to this attraction from four o'clock till 9 p.m. And so we were like, holy cow, like, game on time to ride it so game on (laughs) yeah Francie and I rode it six times um that evening and I will say by the end I felt like my body had taken a beating (laughs) but I'm also older than all of you so you know not that that. much man (laughs) wait so Um, if you rode it so many times did you get all the songs because there is a playlist of songs that they go through and I know a lot of people have been writing a whole bunch of times because it's kind of like rock and roller coaster you don't know what you're going to get when you sit down in the seat only this one's more exciting (laughs) this one is more exciting (laughs) yeah like as far as like which song yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, we have. So I don't want to spoil too much, but we have not gotten all of the songs. We are missing one song. I've written it, I think, a total of eight times now. Um, and yeah, I'm missing 
I'm missing one song, but I don't want to say what the song that I'm missing is because that's a spoiler. So perfect. We'll do it when we start talking about our spoiler. <laughs> um, okay. So, and then the other thing that people are constantly asking me on social media, and I've been seeing this posted everywhere, what is this attraction compared to? And it's hard because you can't really compare it to anything um, that is currently on Disney property, but it does have similarities to some attractions. So like, what are you guys' thoughts on that? What do you compare it to in your mind? And like, how does it compare and not compare? If Everest and Gringotts. Ooh. Wait, well, did you not get that? Like with Gringotts? No. I know. I never thought of that before. Because in my really? head, I did space and Everest because no. the visual of because of the visuals of space I mean, yeah, and the amount of turns. If you want. Yeah, because I feel like Everest has less turns in space. I feel like. Um, Guardians, excuse me, Cosmic Rewind has a lot of turns, but also Space Mountain, the visuals of it. So it's like, it's like if Green Gods and Everest had a little love roller coaster, but then it took on the aesthetic of their cool ant Space Mountain. That's yeah, what it was like. More like, for, if, like Mummy. I like if you, Ooh. I would put it more on the intensity level as like Mummy. It's just longer. Yes. But the only reason I even compare it to Green Gods, and I, and you can go on the record because I've said it before, we've talked about this like coming out. I literally thought it was going to be Guardians of the Galaxy escape from like escape whatever. from Green Gods. <laughs> I, legitimately, I, I've been that's what I was so nervous about, especially when they were leaked that first picture of there being a break run the second you get out of the launch. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised. And the only reason you compare it to that is just because the car moves. The car just turns. Everyone mentions spinning. It does not spin. Like, let's just go ahead and get that out of the way now. It turns. So that way Disney can show you what it wants to show you. Now Gringotts stops and then they have their little like show scene and all that. This does not stop. It is a roller coaster. It just has added effects for your enjoyment. Yeah, I think people have described it as like controlled spins or controlled turns, which makes so much more sense. Like, yes, it's not like you're sitting on teacups and just like twirling around during this roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, it is controlled. You're not like randomly moving. It is very much like what like what Andrew just said, what Disney wants you to see, which kind of helps like with uh, like if we were just spinning around, I'd be out like I'd be done with that. Oh, Because so when they first came out with the ride schematics and all that, they're like, oh, it's going to be the first like free moving coaster, blah, blah, blah. I got nervous that it was going to be like twist and turn and you're throwing around and blah, 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 like craziness. I didn't even think there was going to be visuals because of the way they described the ride vehicles. So it was really nice when they started coming out with like actual videos of the ride vehicles and again, riding the actual ride that it does feel like controlled chaos. That's how I would describe it. It's very smooth. Like the entire track is very smooth. I've seen people say it's smooth, like mind train. Now it's definitely more intense than mind train, but like it does glide. Like you feel like you're floating in space. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's a spoiler, but <laughs> but that's what it feels like. I feel like you can put two and two together there. So any Nick, thoughts? were you going to say something? Okay. Um, I mean, I, I know a bunch of you probably haven't done this, but to me, the visuals felt a lot like hyperspace bound at Disneyland. Um, so it's similar, but you're going to have a different kind of set of visuals. So if you have been on that ride, there's some similar visuals with that, but it's definitely the guided spinning, not spinning, turning really. Um, it's not super, super bad. Like I'm not super great on turning rides, but I didn't feel that bad off that ride. Yeah. 
Nick Foster, anything you want to throw in about kids or anything like that before we go into our super duper spoiler announcements? <laughs> Something, yeah, anything no, like last I, minute thoughts for the spoiler free people? Yeah, I wanted to just like, I think like a lot of people have asked about like the thrill factor and, you know, even if you don't have children and you don't love roller coasters, is this something that like you should do? Well, I mean, it's a roller coaster. So if you hate roller coasters, then I feel like you might not enjoy this very much. If roller coasters freak you out. I personally believe that every person on this planet should experience this one time because it's so incredible. <laughs> yes. Um, I think it's fun to just give it a chance. I met people at the D23 preview who wrote it once and they were like, I'm done. I'm out. Like I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was kind of intimidating for me. I don't have to do it again, but I'm glad that I did. Um, As far as the kiddos go. So 42 inches is the minimum height requirement, which goes to show that they do expect children to ride this attraction. Um, And my boys loved it. Ethan, our youngest is three years old. He was like an inch over that 42 inch mark. So, and he's young and he's also uh, recently been adopted and has recently came to the United States. So everything is new to him. Um, And this, I think, presented a little bit of intimidation. He hasn't done a dark coaster. He's done some dark rides, but nothing like this. Um, So he was definitely intimidating, hiding behind Francie's arm the entire attraction. Um, But he got off with a smile on his face and was laughing. And so he wasn't, it didn't seem like he was, you know, like terrorized or like, like he wouldn't go back in line and do it again. Um, I think he would like, I, I think he was fine not doing it again. Um, but on the other hand, Luke, our five-year-old, who is a thrill junkie, he loves Everest. <laughs> He'll do anything like that he can. He, he loves it all. He loves Space Mountain. He loved this attraction. Now, when the, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but like, at the beginning, when a photo is taken with your photo pass, if you have it, I have a photo of Luke like doing the attraction, and the sheer look of terror on his face is just priceless. Um, but you know, like it's it gives you that like initial ride jitters. I mean, even I had that when I wrote it for the first time, kind of like, what am I getting myself into? What do I expect here? Um, so he was intimidated at first, but by the end of the attraction, he absolutely loved it. I think if your kids like roller coasters, if your kids can do um if your kid likes Everest and can do Everest then I think like you're good for this like I think Everest is a little bit more intense in terms of um the speed and the g that you feel maybe I'm wrong in thinking that way but um yeah if your kids can handle Everest they can handle this one so incredible and it does go to show you like you said like the being 42 inches it's not too much no, I think it's because no. it's they designed new, it. Yeah. It's it's freaking people out more than it should. Yeah. I think they designed it knowing that children would ride it and love it. Mm-hmm. So I think this is one of those ones it's like Mind Train is a good introduction to children for roller coasters. Mm-hmm. This is seeing how intense those children can handle a roller coaster. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the best way to describe it. The, and are we on spoilers yet? All right, friends and family, you heard it. We want to go into the spoilers. If you do not want to hear anything more than what we've already said, stuff about the rides, who might be in the ride, what might be going on, just turn it off right now and go listen to one of our other episodes. Because right now, it's spoiler time. Go for it, Andrew. I, I was just going to say, there's no drops. No. 
There's, there's no not drops. even anything like Space Mountain related. I was kind of nope. waiting for like a there's tiny no bit of free fall. Everything Nothing. is everything's a helix. And that is why the cars turn, because this is supposed to be, it's very dark ride-esque, but it's very mm-hmm. fast dark ride-esque. And they want you to see certain things because the ride is telling a story. And everybody knows Disney loves like telling their stories with their attractions and all this. They have now found a way to implement that into a roller coaster. So it's not just and everybody knows I love Velocicoaster. I absolutely love Velocicoaster, but it is so hard to tell a story outside of the queue into the actual attraction itself. And people get it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in the Raptor enclosure in Velocicoaster. And yeah, there's a statue of a Raptor here and there. Here and there. But outside of you being in the paddock and seeing those uh, statues, Raptor statues. Yeah. It doesn't really say that much. It's just a coaster at that point. Exactly. This does a really good job of it, especially if you're in the queue and you need to pay attention to the queue. Otherwise, you're not going to understand. Because I remember when I first did my first preview, we had to go through the back. We yes. didn't get because the queue wasn't finished. So we didn't get to see the queue. Um, so we went through the back and all that. And you see the loading area, which they had released pictures of like two days before. So everybody already knew what it looked like. Um, but you kind of don't understand what exactly is what, you know, who's yeah. who in it. I mean, exactly. So let's oh. walk, let's walk everyone through it from like, I still have not seen, I've seen the lightning link queue, but I have not seen the, like, oh, I got to see that wow. first room. So I have not seen the regular queue up until merge. So I want y'all I... to go ahead, talk yeah. about, you know, well, here's another thing. I genuinely don't know which line I was in because both entry points had touch points for like lightning lane. So did you go to the right or to the left when you walked in? Like which podium did I go through? <laughs> yeah. The left. So you did went you through see, the full like, queue. Did you see the exhibits? Yes, I saw the exhibits. Yeah. Okay, then that's, yeah. the, that's the regular line. I okay, did not, cool. I didn't I had see no idea. any exhibits. I just saw the roof. Now, I will say this because I have seen videos where they have shown like Star-Lord and Gamora talking to one of the Zandarians. Yeah, they have like a whole interview thing. In Um, the lightning lane, there's like a small tube and there's like like almost like a if you're in like a break room or something like a really small TV and you kind of see a little glimpse of it, but you're in lightning lane. So you're kind of right past it. You're on the back side of the actual queue with that. So Nick Lee and I got to do both <laughs> um, the lightning lane and the regular queue. Okay. Um, and so, all right, let's just start from the beginning. Everyone has seen it. This, the, I don't know the name of that ship. I apologize for my lack of intelligence. Here. Uh, like which one? The outside, the big yellow ship. Oh, that's just a uh, Zendarian starfighter. But I, I don't know the exact obviously. exact name, but it's obviously a, come on, Nick. <laughs> so sorry, so sorry. Yeah. Um, so everyone has seen that, and then they see the building. Um, it's beautiful. I kind of do wish that there was more outside. I feel like it's super simple, which I'm okay with. I don't know. It's not totally immersive until you enter the building. Like it's supposed to be the wonders of Xandar Pavilion. So it's a new pavilion at Epcot. And it think world feel- showcase, right? Think world showcase, right? Yeah, 
Okay, cool. <laughs> no, I know. Like, I was just, I was just saying, like, so that yeah, like I feel like in World Showcase, you get to like, like you don't just walk outside of Mexico; you experience Mexico. You don't just walk outside of Germany. Like, there's more to do in those pavilions, um, as opposed to just like going inside of a queue for an attraction. Mm-hmm. I don't like know. This Does that queue make sense? Be- this queue kind of becomes the pavilion. So the whole thing is yeah. basically set up like a museum. So as you're right. walking through, you see like the costumes that they wear. You see the ships that they fly. You see like diagrams of their planet or their capital. Or there's even right. a part about Walt Disney and about how they love the fact that he was an innovator and like, oh, Epcot yeah. really exhibits a lot of the same values as Xandar. Um, and then the thing that Andrew was talking about where there's like the clip of Gamora and Star-Lord, they also do it with like Groot and Rocket. It's basically like they're hosting an interview. Where do I sign off for the spoiler alert thing? Because I didn't get any of this. <laughs> <laughs> you too late. You might have to leave for a minute. But no, so exactly. So that whole, that whole cue is the pavilion, which kind of is a bummer for people who won't, don't want to ride the ride is what I'm thinking. So it may be worth it to people who don't oh. want to experience like the attraction or not ride the roller coaster but go through the queue with your friends because the queue in and of itself is an entire experience exactly the person that i went with to do my previews um does not like roller coasters will not go on them so we went through the whole queue it's very interactive whether it be like the museum aspect of it or there's kind of like rise of the resistance there's multiple pre-shows i think there were like two or three when you got to the Uh, end of it um and so by the yeah. time we got through those, at that point, he was like, cool. I don't care that I just spent 30 minutes in that line. That was yeah. awesome. The line was great. The queue was awesome. The effects, the story, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to ride the ride. I'm chilling. And he left. Cool. Good for him. The queue of itself, so freaking cool. In my opinion, it's the second best queue at Disney. Rise of Resistance will always have my heart. But yes, same. But I do. So I just, I feel like, and, you know, you're going to have to uh, formulate an opinion on how long you want to wait to experience the pavilion by going through this queue, um, de- you know, depending on how long it is. But um, I, I, like I said, I do wish there was something outside of the attraction that people could experience. The other factor here that none of us have gotten to do is Treasures of Xandar, which is the gift shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is located outside of the attraction so you don't walk through this as you exit the attraction you like specifically would have to make a trip to this gift shop and it's been closed for all the previews mm-hmm. so it's none of like in toy to story mania where you're walking out of the queue line and then there's like that one-off store to the left it's like that because you're walking out of the thing take a left and you can or take a yeah. right i guess in this case go get you some gift shop stuff it looks really yeah. cool though from the preview that they from did pictures. open it up for they have some not crazy merchandise because I was really worried that most of the merchandise would be really ugly, but some of it's really good. Yeah. So I'm interested to see if they have elements of like the museum type stuff in the gift shop as well. I kind of feel like they will because I want, I think they want people to experience like the Zandarian culture. Um, but another cool component that, you know, before you get to the, the museum and everything, when you walk in um, immediately, you see this like giant screen on the ceiling. It's like a huge circle. And um, I don't know the lady who's speaking to us there. I don't know if she has a name or not, Uh, but it's like sort of a robotics. Oh, it reminded me of Megamind. 
it's like the mind reader or something. Some yeah. they gave her some silly superhero Jarvis like yeah. name, but it's not Mega Mind. Yeah. It's just what it made me think of. <laughs> it's a female Jarvis, basically. Basically, but she yeah. she is um she is like speaking to you and telling you like why they're on the the planet, the interest, like going into more of the interest that they have into the planet. They talk about a turkey leg. They show a full turkey leg on the ceiling, which is pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool because they're they're giving little nods to Walt Disney World and Epcot, um, which happens throughout the attraction. Um, but uh, it, it, I could sit in that room and just watch the ceiling for a good period of time and be totally entertained by that because it's constantly changing as well. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Um, it's awesome. And mm-hmm. it's so clear. The technology, the screens, everything is so clear. So you mm-hmm. get through that, you get through the museum, and then you go into your first pre-show. And then in that first pre-show, um, we have Gwen Close. Am I saying that her name right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. She And she was in uh, the original Guardians of the Galaxy film, and she lived on Xandar, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's in there. She's, she's Nova you. Prime. Okay. There you go. Um, she's welcoming you. Um and she's kind of ex- setting the storyline for the attraction. Um, she's she's kind of going into detail of like why you're there in the first place and, and explaining to you like um, what they're going to be having you do, which you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on some of these details. But yeah, basically she's, um, so she talks about like, oh, the Big Bang and we wanted you to come to Xandar, but it's like 700 million something light years away. Right. So she talks about how they created these jump points that a way they could get to Earth faster and then come share their technology with us. Um, and she's talking about basically, oh, we're going to take you up to our ship that's above Epcot because, you know, that's the thing now we're not in Epcot. We're always going to go above it at space 220. And (laughs) then she throws it over to her commander, Mr. Terry Crews. (laughs) Super. So funny. (laughs) I don't. I was I didn't know what like I was expecting for the audience reaction every time I went through that pre-show as soon as Terry Crews came on screen everyone's laughing their ass off it was so funny you just don't expect it right like what is he doing here it's very random but it's funny because he's caught off guard as well he's like practicing what he's going to refer to all of the people who are in the queue he's calling people of what do what do they call themselves and then i don't know if you guys had this but like random people shout out like random things uh sometimes it was a little inappropriate oh. um, but yeah. okay then he gets to the point where it looks like somebody off screen is like, Terry, you're on or whatever his Xandar name is like, Terry, you're on you're live. He's like, I'm on. You have to tell me when I'm on. Did any of you guys have somebody like a cast member say anything to prompt that? Or was it Terry Crews just being like, oh, no, I'm on air. It was, no, it was just Terry Crews. Terry Crews. OK, because yeah. tell me why they're not pulling a rock and roller coaster. You know how rock and roller coasters are like, how about some backstage passes? Yeah. If I was that cast member, I'd be like, hey. Hey, you're on. You're live. Yeah, that you. That's such a good point. Well, he looks off screen. It looks like he's looking down at the floor. And I'm like, y'all yeah. missed an opportunity here. That was a moment. You could have had that moment. You should just step in. I, every that's what I'm going to do. Next time it's me. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I'm going to specifically um, go to that side of the room that he looks at. It's like the left hand side and be like, you're on. You're on air. And then everyone's going to be like, wow, she's magical. And then let me. Throw. <laughs> so they, they, 
that it's incredible. And then he actually tells you to put your cell phones away. And he's very, very serious about that, which was very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I I appreciate that little Easter egg you gave. What? Wait, what? Because he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, so we move on into the next room and they're going to basically like teleport us um, up to their ship. Um, and this was one of my favorite parts about the attraction, like including the roller coaster. This is one of my favorite parts because it kind of feels like the stretching room with Haunted Mansion, like a nod to that, but like 10 times, you know, better with technology. Um, (laughs) you're standing in the center. What? No, I'm just really excited to talk about this room. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. You're standing in the center. There's flashing lights happening. You're like in this like enclosed space um and it goes pitch black like you cannot see anything it's completely dark for like a few seconds and then when the lights flicker back on you have been like completely transported to an entirely different room that gives very strong like hangar and rise of the resistance like mm-hmm. space vibes um and you are now in like their ship um and Go ahead, AJ. Well, I just, I love this part because it was so cool when that, because obviously um, you get corralled into this, like, okay, stay within the circle because there's going to be a giant wall coming up. Obviously they don't tell you that, but everyone's focused on the top of the room, just like in Haunted Mansion. And so the next time I went in there, I was like, I'm going to watch this wall. I'm going to see it go up kind of like in Flight of Passage where they flash lights at you. But if you look closely, you can still see the wall go up. No, each time I wrote it, could not see it. It was pitch Same. black. They really did. They did their job. They were like, they we're did, getting these guys did good. The thing. It's incredible. It, I, I legit have tried. I, I've done every it now time. Eight, eight times. And I have tried every single time to be like, all right, Nick, you got I'm watching. I'm watching. I didn't even know that it went up the first time. I was with Nick Lee. And I was like, where did the wall go? Just disappeared. <laughs> it's incredible. Like no sound is made. No visual that it's, it's gone. It's incredible. It and just amazing. like you said, it's very much hangar vibes because it opens up and there's kind of this back wall where it's showing you um another screen of like the outside world like oh this is earth now you're looking down on earth and then there's two other screens on the left where um the nova prime and terry cruz i'm just gonna keep saying that um comes up to talk to you and this the jumper point that they speak about or their like generator thing is right between them yeah Mm -hmm. and so all of a sudden um they're talking, they're kind of getting you amped and excited about like what you're about to experience being on their ship, taking you to Xandar and then a, uh, like a supernova or celestial being shows up. Celestial. That's the word I was looking for. And it (laughs) steals their generator. I don't remember what the generator's called, but it takes it Yeah. It takes it from, um, like the little tube, which is pretty cool. I like specifically one time I was like, all right, I'm just watching the generator just to see what happens to it. Um, again, we're privileged and we've been able to experience this. Like if you only get to ride it once, which most of you will be able to do, there's so much to take in. So so try to pay attention to the details. Anyways, it gets taken. Um, and, uh, they call for the guardians. Uh, they put everything on lockdown on red alert. The guardians show up, all of them. I okay. Nick is Mr. Positive. I'm always like super positive about everything here. I gotta say, after watching it eight times, the acting during it is so <laughs> subpar. <laughs> it's Gamora like theme park, is, man. But like Gamora, know, especially, she looks like a high school theater kid. 
Yeah, like, like I get that like it's just an attraction. Kid. It's not a film, but like come on, you can do better. <laughs> like, like, acting for mo- the- Sorry, go on. Gonna, they did all the filming for this like during the middle of filming for Guardians 3. Yeah. Oh no! I mean, they probably. I guess that makes like, sense. Hey, I know that it was just day. like a quick, like let's get this over with, like you know, roll through it. I get that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just part of me was just like I have moments while I'm watching that, and I'm like, come Cringe. on, you don't seem very convinced right now. But either know. way, it's just amazing to have them there. Oh, hundred um, percent. The fact that it's not yeah. some randos, although is the yes. Rocket's voice did not sound correct to me. It's not. Okay, yeah, cool. I'm not. glad it wasn't just me. I was like, eh, is anyone else hearing this? But no, yeah. I just could not get over Gamora's stuff because it was very much like overacted, which isn't typically what you see within movies because they're allowed to be much more like confined and whatnot within their acting. So the fact that she was kind of over the top with everything just gave me like the cringe factor. Yeah. Yeah. But I like, don't know. I, I'm glad I'm not alone in that because no. I had a moment where I was like, the jokes okay. were funny though when they were like, this will be a <laughs> oh, piece of please. cake. And Drax is yes. like, cake, cake. cake. Oh, I'm we're hungry. toast. <laughs> Literally. And then he's yes. like, we're toast. He's like, there's toast I now to this planet. It's a Guardians t shirt that says, where's the cake ASAP? And I want it and I need it in my life immediately. Yes. It so, was, anyways, it was funny. Rocket has a whole plan for you where you're going to get into your shuttles and um this celestial being is basically taking earth with this generator or reactor and um sending it back in time so rocket has created um or has uh, fixed the shuttles that you're getting on to be able to chase after this being with the guardians mm-hmm. which is the whole premise of the actual ride you're chasing after to try to obtain this uh generator to give it back to the the, the ship it's funny because when Rocket shows you the screen being like, no, this will work. Look at this cool thing I, I made for them. They're going to be able to take the ship and go chase him down because Xandar can't do it. Their generator's gone, blah, blah, blah. At the very bottom, it says probability of success 0.02%. <laughs> I thought that <laughs> I was so it. funny. I love it. Well, it just- so that lays the story and tells the story so well. And then I feel like it's a little difficult to keep up with the storyline. Maybe that's just me. Because then you get moved into um, like the part of more of the queue for the attraction. There's two load zones. So it's like Thunder Mountain or like Space Mountain from what I've heard at Disneyland um, where you're loading on. No, maybe not. Am I wrong? Not no. Disneyland. Oh, it's just not Disneyland. Side. Maybe it's just because it looks similar to Disneyland. Like the, the feel of it assume it's it's like thunder where you have you're coming down and you have a load zone on your right and your left so it does load a lot of gas at one time because you have what uh there's uh, what 12 oh no there's five vehicles four in each so yeah it's fine <laughs> a lot of people loading yeah, at the same time sorry yeah. but it's, it's it definitely through, like 2100 people in an hour roughly Yes, it moves It moves very, very quickly, which I appreciate. It's going to be able to keep that mm-hmm. queue going quickly. And because of the way that they do their shows, it's not like um, a straight through line where it's constantly moving. They're like taking huge chunks of people and moving them into the different yeah. zones, which also made the queue feel like it was constantly moving because there's just so much space to take up because they're taking literally like 100 plus people, throwing right. them into another room, 100 plus people, throwing them into another room. It has a much bigger holding than like Rise of Resistance does. Yeah, I definitely felt, and I mean, granted, again, we're, we're doing this in previews. So like the, the amount of people that are entering the queue is nowhere near what that's going to be 
when it actually opens to the public. Mm -hmm. Although they are doing boarding groups only for the attraction. So it'll still maintain a little bit of like control. Yeah. Um, The whole thing start to finish every time I wrote it was about 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then you get onto the, the roller coaster and, um, I don't know about you guys, but there's music playing. There's six different songs. I don't know if you guys have a list of the songs in front oh, of you, but uh, September, so September Disco by, Inferno, yep, Conga, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Iran, and One Way or Another. Yes, perfect. So um, my favorite is September. It's so good. It's such bop. I don't know if kids it's say good. bop these days anymore, but we're, <laughs> it we're is. rolling with it. Yes, we do. <laughs> At least this child does. <laughs> um it is so much fun and and everybody's gonna have a song that they just like particularly enjoy i can't wait i have not done conga um conga's by a, a cuban-american artist so i am so pumped to be able to get that finally um but i i don't know it's just a lot of fun like each song is special kind of like in their own way and it adds a different experience to the attraction in my mind because oh, every song 100%. is so different yeah. Like I got Disco Inferno my first time, which was the perfect song for the first time because it's so upbeat and just like, I really felt like, yeah, we're in this. The yeah. second time, which granted, that's my more analytical time where I'm trying to find out the way everything works. I got Everybody Wants to Rule the World, which is a much slower song. You're kind of vibing, yeah. you're chilling, you know, it just, it brings a whole nother aspect and like layer to the ride, which is really nice. Um, one thing that i didn't love though is like i kind of wish you were able to pick your own song because i got disco inferno again and i was like dang it now i gotta write it again to try to find something else um but it's kind of fun because when you turn around and shoot backwards there's a few more moments of dialogue and then your song starts and as your song starts everyone in the cars are screaming like yeah we got this one and it's just like a really cool moment to be a part of Um, it is so special it's so much fun and there's so many like so you're kind of sent into uh, you're not launched right away which I kind of expected to happen I was kind of shocked like that we kind of took our time getting into that first big room where they set you up for the reverse launch like Mm -hmm. I was expecting us to like I don't know I I don't know if I was expecting the reverse launch to happen faster or that they were just going to launch us forward. I don't know what was going through my brain, but whatever happened was not what I was anticipating. I was so. kind of thinking it was going to be a Green Gods thing where the screen was going to lift up and we were going to go forward. And then when we went backwards, I lost my, I lost it. It was so cool. Yeah. I, See, I so thought it would have been so dope if when you start going up that first hill where you see like the tunnel and everything, they just said, uh-oh. And then they just launch you backwards yeah, from that's, there. I guess I was <laughs> expecting so something cool. like that. Yeah, I was preparing myself for that, but Mm -hmm. it never happened. Regardless, the launch is incredible. Andrew, do you have thoughts on the launch? I feel like you were about to say something. Have you guys gotten where the ride starts cascading? (laughs) What do you mean by that? So when it starts like cascading, it's when there's like different checkpoints that each car is supposed to be at. And if one's running a little slower than the other, the car that's behind it will now have a delay. Yeah. And it's yeah. usually so you've had like the long thing when you're on that first hill where Terry Cruz is sitting there talking to everybody. I've not like, had got, that. He's like, we got to get this fixed. He's like, ah, oh, and like, like they're, doing do- they're stalling time. Okay. Yes. But it's really good because it's not just like the voice over, you know, what's this? 
blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Like on like Little Mermaid, you know. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, and then there's also an extended version of right before the launch. The Guardians yes. are sitting there talking to each other and stuff, which yes. I just think is kind of cool. Yeah, um, it was cool, but it was definitely not great when your child's looking at you like, Daddy, what's about to happen? Uh, <laughs> Why are we just sitting here in the dark? What is going on? I have had that twice happen to me. And it, it is, and it's fun. You just get to listen to the Guardians banter for a and it's, while. And that's, I, yeah. I like that. But that's, I can imagine it being difficult for small children in a dark yeah. room. <laughs> that's also one hard thing about this ride. Um, we kind of touched on this earlier is that there is so much storytelling. Even when you're going into the coaster, they're still chirping in your ear. And yeah. sometimes it's important because they're explaining what's on the screen. Like when they're capturing the big celestial being, like I was, I couldn't hear what was happening. So I was like, why is this man yellow all of a sudden? Well, that's because yeah. they're capturing him. Things like that. I had so no kind of- idea. And I've written it eight times. I had no clue that that was the case. Exactly. So you just said that because it's- it is. They're literally like difficult. putting chains on this man. Yeah. And like, I. Did you guys not even watch the movies? No. <laughs> I haven't seen those yeah. movies in like 10 years. Well, yeah, I've seen the films, but it's just it does it's very difficult to listen to the music, pay yes. attention to the screens, not scream. Ride, it, yeah, it enjoy the attraction. Grow okay. up. <laughs> but that's the thing. One of my friends wrote it and he didn't even know what song that he got because he was screaming the whole time like a little kid. And he was like, yeah. I totally forgot to listen for the song because I was having so much fun on the coaster aspect of it yeah. that he just kept screaming the entire time. The so was- times I asked my friends when they got off the ride, what song did you get? They said, I, I don't know. Oh, no. like, what? You just got off. <laughs> oh, I, I will say it's hard to listen to the storyline there. Like I have no clue what the guardians are saying. I know Drax has some sort of aversion to milk. I hear that at some point throughout the, the attraction. Um, and that's one thing that's stuck into my brain for some reason. Um, yes oh my gosh I love the food bits what's your favorite part of like the coaster like is there a certain room or scene that you have a favorite mine is the moon when you circle around the moon I think it is so cool Um, I love that like I had a moment where I looked to my left and my right and just like watched the faces of the people next to me and if you were in like a traditional roller coaster you couldn't see the people next to you like you couldn't see the cars next to you Um, you could only see who's like directly to your left or right um so just to be able to like experience that with like a larger group of people i thought was really special well i don't know if i have a favorite part i mean i guess the launch but i think the whole thing is just like actually you know what my favorite part is it's going up the first hill that first that little tyler Bates score that plays and then it goes into the guardians theme and stuff like i really enjoy that and i just think it's kind of cool because you're like getting hyped and all that yeah, the it's just fun, you know. So good. I mean, we're dissecting every little nook and cranny of this thing. But at the end of the day, it's, it's so fun. I, yeah. I, I there's few rides, and, and I was nervous, and I'm still a little nervous. Like, is it going to hold up? And Corey mentioned this. Like, is it going to hold up ten, five, ten years from now? And I, I really think it is. Me too. I, I, in the same Absolutely. way that Guardians does, or I'm uh, not Guardian, Rock and Roller Coaster does, and all that, like it's going to be eventually there'll be new stuff that comes out at Epcot, you know, in 25 years when they finally finish the renovation. Um, but <laughs> it, it's going to be one of those ones that always has at least an hour wait. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's 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 up there with Flight of Passage. Yes. Oh, 100. Oh, I think I, it'll I, age I, way better I, than Ratatouille will. 
if for well, nothing rat, else than the fact that it's a roller coaster. Ratatouille ain't going to age well. We're I mean, already seeing I, the effects I, of Frozen, and Frozen's got the princess name attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, like, I think it just the technology in this attraction is going to keep it around yeah. for a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I mean, we've never seen anything like it. We've never done anything like it. And I've never done Gringotts, so I don't have that to compare it to. Uh, Gringotts is like, if, if Ratat, you know how, like, we compare, like, Ratatouille to, like, Rise of the Resistance? Yeah. It, it's that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, Gringotts basically, same ride vehicle, different story. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mm. it's got like the turns and the four per passenger, whatever. Rides, it's not quite system, the same, sure. but it's almost like that's yeah. the most comparable type of ride to it. Well, I think what adds to this ride as well is because there are so many songs, the rewritability factor goes up. Oh, for sure, that is a really good point. Because, like, yeah. and if you think about it. Disney could really just swap out songs whenever they wanted to. Could you imagine you and get on there one day and it's really, not from really the list? Cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They get the Jonas Brothers on there. I will lose. <laughs> Stop it right now. That's so funny. I want the One Direction version of One Way or Another. Yeah. Well, listen, you guys talk about One Way or Another. I got, I, when they kept saying Disco Inferno, I was like, is 50 Cent about to rap in here? Like, I'm confused what's about to happen. You but I'm aging myself with that one. So I didn't even um, know 50 Cent had a song like that. So oh, don't AJ, you... oh, AJ. <laughs> sweet, sweet child. Um, but but yeah, so it is. It's so much fun. And and the speaking of songs, when you get off of the attraction and you exit, the songs they play just walking up and out of the stairs are so much fun too. Like, yeah, fr- from start to finish, this thing, like. I love the nods to like rock and roll that they have with it because that's so Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Um, Can't stop rock but, and roll from existing. That, yeah. that line was a little cheesy, but it made me laugh. Hey, you know, we're here for it. <laughs> but yeah, so we love it. We love it so much. We can't wait for everybody to experience it. It's opening May 27th, Memorial Day weekend. Um, it is going to use boarding groups. So it's going to be like, Rise of the Resistance all over again. You're going to get your like My Disney Experience apps out and ready to go. They will have paid for Lightning Lane, I believe. We don't know what price. Indiv- individual yet. Lightning Lane access. Yeah, yeah. they'll have that yeah. one. I'm I'm gonna say opening day is gonna be twenty bucks. I'm gonna say yeah, opening like the over the over bucks. the over under on that ride is seventeen. Yeah. Heard. Yeah. Okay. I'm taking it's the over. Pricey. Taking over. <laughs> Who wants to take a bet that the app's going to crash on the day it opens? Oh, oh big man. time! <laughs> it's going to be—it's going to be chaos. So, and really, like paying for individual Lightning Lane versus paying or trying to get a boarding group—I don't know what that's like. We haven't really experienced that much yet, so um, we'll give you guys any feedback that we have on that. I'll be there opening day, so your boy will be not paying for an individual Lightning Lane but trying to get a boarding group. So we need to all link up on the app for those of us who are going on opening day. And some people try for the paid, some people try for the other one and just call it a day. Cause one of us is bound to get it. Yeah, I agree. I'll enjoy your annual passes. I'll be blocked out. (laughs) No, we're not blocked out. I got a, I got a, I got a pass. It might be booked now, but I did get a park reservation like a week ago. Mm. Wow. So it might be, I think it's all booked up now, but you can give it a shot. Give it a try. Well, we'll take a break and go visit Captain uh, Sparrow over at Magic Kingdom at some point. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, there it is, everybody. (laughs) And he's back. (laughs) Dude, I haven't been on an episode since before Corey's wedding. Sheesh. Mm -hmm. 
Well, good time. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Don't see Captain Don't go Jack see Sparrow. <laughs> no, no, go see Captain Jack. Don't mention the trial. Please, for the love of God, do not mention, <laughs> Don't mention the, the trial. trial. Don't come Uh-oh. up with your t-shirts with oh, quotes man. on them. Don't. I can imagine that's been pretty brutal for you. I mean, for, for Captain yeah, Jack. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's Well, God. this has been fun. I appreciate this. I can't wait. We're excited to hear everybody's feedback. So shoot us DMs, tag us in your post. Let us know what you think about it when you find the When you go it. through the exit, go take a cute selfie in the mirror that's at the very bottom of the stairs before yeah. you enter the real world. Tag us in your Instagram story and tell us how you like it. Boom. There you go. And follow us on Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> Happiest podcast. We have podcast. revitalized the Twitter account thanks to yours truly. Oh, that's you? Good job. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things. It, There's some, some funny stuff in that. You should go follow the happiest podcast on there. <laughs> Big time. All right. And well. I will be posting a spoiler ridden. Sorry, not spoiler free. There's going to be so many spoilers in this reel coming up here once we drop this episode about the queue line. No, I was not about to try to record on the ride. I'm not going to be that person. Had a girl. Don't, don't take thank Terry you, thank you. off. Terry don't take Terry off. Yeah, he was <laughs> spooky. Amazing. All right. all right, friends, family, good times. I'm so glad we all got to ride it. I'm really hoping that all of you guys listening will hopefully get to enjoy this ride soon because like, like we said, it's going to be a once in a lifetime. You have to do it at least once. Come on, at least once. And if you end up getting to do it a thousand times like we have, even better. Thank you all for listening. Do not get mad at us for all the spoilers you just heard because we did give you all the warnings and we'll hear and talk to you all again soon. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye, everybody.